Messiah. We're back here again with the Arbat cast. It's been a while. We have a very special guest for y'all, someone relatively new to the to the Arbat family that we got going on. Uh, and it's Conwall. Uh, can you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, thank you, Messiah, for inviting me on this podcast. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Uh, my name is Kanwal, and I'm the development manager at Arbac, and I'm the first development manager, so I'm really honored to be helping to build our development um, area in Arbac. Yeah, and thank you again for being here, Kanwal. Yeah, it was super awesome to have you here, and like even in the because you you came here like a little earlier this year, right? Yes, I did. So. I think I'm going to explain a little bit about what happened when I started because it kind of shows the beauty of the leadership at Arbac. Um, so when I applied to this position, um, it was in a moment of, of growing for me. Uh, I had previously worked for a Muslim American organization um, a few months ago, for a few years before pandemic. And I realized right after pandemic, it was time for me to see what else was out there. And um, mm -hmm. I was actually hesitating and fearful because I was so involved with my community and being proudly Muslim and um, being in a very diverse setting. And so when I saw the position open for RBAC, I was very excited and also very impressed and, and just inspired by the vision and mission of Arbac um, and the work it does for Rainier Beach. And I went ahead and applied and just spoke my truth when I wrote the cover letter. Um, and when I was being interviewed, I the dynamic of being interviewed and then just the dynamic of the, the kindness that I felt through the leadership who was interviewing me, um, it was just very genuine. And I was able to just express myself and that I found very hard in the past and um, other institutions or organizations to be, to be myself and proudly myself. And um, what happened was I was, this position was open and I think they hired me, I think it was in May or June. They wanted, they, they actually interviewed me, interviewed me in May then they offered me the position and then I was like, well, the thing is, I want to go to Yemen to study there for the summer for a month um, in August. And they were like, OK, yeah, we're, we'll wait for you. And I was like, what? I've never heard anyone about waiting, waiting for <laughs> someone. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. that was, <laughs> Whoa, that's new to me. And I was then that's when I was like, OK, this organization is like really honors people's time and, and really encourages them to do what they need to do to grow personally. And so I accepted the position and well, I had worked for like two weeks, I think, to just get to know folks at the organization. And then I went to Yemen, uh, came back, then went to Turkey, then came back. And then now I'm here uh, at the end of the year with our back and it's been amazing to see the hard work everyone has been putting in. 
Man, that's super awesome to hear and very powerful kind of stuff right there. And very awesome to hear that you've been able to do so much travel in a short amount of time. And honestly, I I want to do more of that myself, personally. It's like yes. a little bit like that. Yeah. Please, please do. I encourage you. I encourage everyone. And, and even before I went, um, I was my intention was that I become a better person. So that when I come to RBAC, I can work on my character, my inner self to be, um, to navigate people in general in, in the best way I can to honor people. Uh, because I think, I feel what's been happening these past few years is everyone has been um, in a kind of a funk, but also we've we're a society that rushes and a part of that rushing um it prevents from being able to sit with ourselves by ourselves and be okay with sitting with ourselves to really go into ourselves and um think about how we are interacting with others and how we're contributing to society uh with a positive positive impact no yeah i 100 percent agree uh, so for everyone listening out there, if you have the chance, definitely travel a little bit. Let the world change you and you change the world every once in a while. Yeah, uh, <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's let's break out into the questions really quick. Uh, I have a couple of different questions for you while you're here. So, yeah, let's kind of go into it a little bit. All right. Let's do it. Like we said before, you started working here at RBAC relatively recently. Uh, and even before then, you had some interaction with RBAC and, you know, you had some time to travel before then. I wanted to know, just like, now that you're like working with RBAC and doing all kinds of work over here and like very important work over here, it's like, what, you know, what are your thoughts so far? And just like, what, what do you think of just like, the Rainier Beach community and just like, you know, the RBAC uh, kind of vibe? Yeah, um, you know, the, this is actually a good time for me to reflect and really just, um, you know, how we, we do kudos at every lead team meeting or every meeting, actually, we start with kudos. I, I want to give kudos to Arbac in general, Arbac's um, culture of giving kudos, Arbac's leadership of providing the space for for black and brown people and young people at that to um, learn and grow and take on positions to make a difference in their own neighborhood. And I have not... I've never seen anything like RBAC in Seattle or I've never, even in the Pacific Northwest, even the West Coast. And I'm sure there are other organizations similar to RBAC, but what RBAC is doing is exemplary, like just with excellence on what it looks like to really do the work uh, in interaction with community and with the community. And I think that is what has been driving most of the success is the fact that it's so connected to the heart of people and 
that is the heart of our back is is the neighborhood the community the people um interacting with each other like a family and for me that's that i don't i it's it's what i want to uh take with me through the rest of my life if um i were to or eventually down the road if, if when i go on to my next journey um it gives me an idea of what a space should be like for, for employees and, and community. And, and there's just so much to say. I don't know that what words to use, except it really is like a family and it's true. It's honest. It's, it's uh, authentic. It's dignified. Um, and everyone, I, I really truly believe everyone has a lot to learn from our back. Oh, that's awesome to hear. Thank you so much for saying all those things. Cause, yeah, we we definitely kind of almost kind of like pride ourselves on being like, you know, just like connecting with people and connecting with everyone in the community in one shape or another. So, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Messiah. You're part of it. And, <laughs> and even getting to know you and the work you're doing, like, it's truly like the fact that you're interviewing me and then you're young and I know I'm young too, but <laughs> you are, you are, you are young. And so, so many of the staff at RBAC is young and doing this great work to use their skills and, and their creativity um, in a time where those resources and opportunities are so limited. Um, and RBAC makes those resources and opportunities av available to this community, which is primarily black and brown and the history of, are back and and yeah we can go into it but um mm -hmm. yeah 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 so it's it's there's a lot there for sure mm -hmm. uh all right yeah so thank you again um uh, i think our next question that we have for you is or actually yeah you mentioned not too long ago like what your position is over here at our back and uh what's it yeah i, I wanted to ask you you know, what exactly do you do? And, you know, how does that kind of tie into the end of the year fundraising that we've been doing recently? And people will probably see that, you know, in the title of this podcast that we're doing end of the year fundraising. So yeah, I wanted to ask you that really quickly. Yeah, thank you. Um, first, um, after all that I've mentioned so far, whoever's listening, uh, I do ask you to support our back and keep our back in your heart and mind, uh, whether you're wanting to give your time or uh, provide resources um, or connections and also fund um, your funds. Um, and that's what I do. That's um, really trying to, as a development manager, my intention um, is to provide the resources for the Rainier Beach Action Coalition to steward the neighborhood plan. And the neighborhood plan was uh, developed and co uh, created together with the neighborhood since 1994, I think it was, or I could have the wrong year, but around that time, and it was updated um, in uh the 2010s, 10 years ago, I think. And and 
Rainier Beach Action Coalition has grown and really met the needs of um, the neighborhood uh, by by going um, using the neighborhood plan as a strategy. And as we, as we grow um, and as people notice our work because they're supporting our back and as as um, grantors and funders are looking toward to our work as examples and, and um, their hearts move because this work is true, they are able to fund us and, and that's how our back has grown. And as it grows, there has to be someone um, to support in um, acquiring, acquiring more resources to meet the needs of the staff to do the work that they want to do. Um, and my job, my, my intention is really to help support um, with increasing and diversifying funding in the organization. So we're not just relying on grants and that we are also um, opening the opportunity for the community to give so that we can go back to the community and say, hey, we got a project coming or we want this program to be sustained or to grow. Um, and, and you've been a key supporter <clears throat> and you've been passionate about this work. So we'd love to know if you, if you want to give. And, and people are definitely hardcore Rainier Beach lovers and, and um, want, to, want to give. I mean, like it's an awesome neighborhood. I don't see why they wouldn't want to, you know, just like the... For real. (laughs) Yeah. I've lived here my whole life. I want to give to my community when I can, you know? Yes, exactly. And you want to, like we, all of us, everyone, everyone who's grown up in a neighborhood and they've called it their home. And then when we start to see these changes happening, where it starts pushing out many families from a, from a place where they've called home, it's, it's like, it's such a sad feeling, you know, and, and, and we have so much love and so many memories. And then it just feels so different when it starts to change. And I love that our back is trying to prevent from this happen from, from gentrification, you know, like that's how quickly things have changed. I'm sure, I'm so sure you can, you can, you can speak on that as somebody who's grown up in Rainier Beach. No, yeah, the neighborhood has definitely, like, had its own shifts and uh, changes, especially recently. Uh, But, yeah, it it does, like, put my mind a little bit more at ease, knowing that, you know, just, like, some of the work that we do and a lot of the work that other folks in the community are doing work so that we can make our own positive changes not just like let uh, other people and like kind of other forces kind of change our environment for us uh, and just like you know uh, kind of making what we want in um, you know just like spreading news about uh, the Rainier Beach community our way and uh, you know just like making the changes that we want to make rather than it's like letting letting everyone else make our decisions for us. So, yeah, it's really cool to know that there are people in our community, not just the not just our back, but just like you know, community members that want to uh, that want to do that kind of stuff too. Yeah, yeah, and 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 what you just 
what you just mentioned, you know, um, not having other outside forces to create the environment for you all when, when this environment is for the community and, mm-hmm. you know, our back, you, you all have been doing this work and, and those who came before you all have been doing this work. And, um, it actually goes into why fundraising and development work is important because what what has happened, and we all know historically that these forces have had more resources than than black, black and brown communities, and that's the reason why uh, this is happening. So when we all come together, and 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 that's that's one of the intentions for the fundraising, the development work, when we all come together to bring our money together as a collective, as a family, and put it towards the change or even the preservation of, of our, our neighborhood, um, that, that itself creates what, what it is that we intend for. Um, and so I guess this goes into the other part of the question that you ask on how it's related to year-end fundraising. Um, you know, seeing with the year-end fundraising, and I can quickly discuss this about how I went about it. Um, it was actually, this is pretty, what I, I just, I'm just so proud of how motivated everyone has been in our back internally to raise funds and um, it's a new thing and it does have, it is um, fundraising um, can be a term that is kind of, I feel could be attributed to capitalism or, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people who, when they think about fundraising, they think about people with lots of money <laughs> um, pretty much yeah. like that's what it is. That is but that's then the go-to thought, yeah. <laughs> exactly, that's the go-to thought. Like there's these events, there's like really good food, and these really rich white people. And um, I am trying. My intention is to use what I've learned, especially with my background in policy and data, and um, and you know, just, um, trying to, trying to make it other than that, that trying to make it more community involved. And, and that's what I have been, um, getting support on from the RBAC family is, um, their effort to fundraise and, and, uh, what that looks like is peer to peer fundraising, which, which is, I think a more fun way to connect with people and also can be uncomfortable and also is over time, something that cultivates a culture of a specific type of fundraising. And so the RBAC staff has uh, been reaching out to their peers and friends, family members um, and making asks, a personal asks about uh, having them give a gift to RBAC and using their own personally, the, the staff has been using their own personal stories of how they work for RBAC and what their role is at RBAC and why they're passionate about it to make that ask for their from their friends and family. And then there are other people who really, they may not be, they have more money than others, 
However, they're not they're not really rich people, but they are uh, just really great supporters of back And to see that um, that di- diversity already that's there, that shows how 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 much love back has. And my intention is to just organize all of that um, because there has to be someone who organizes that and acknowledges the people doing that work as well. Um, so that's, that's a part of the year end fundraising this time around is just to feel and try it out. Um, even if we don't hit our goal, we did set a, set a goal of $10,000, but, and I just want to say, <laughs> Messiah, you're one of the few who is going to know right now, uh, we did hit our goal and actually we're probably going to go beyond our goal. $10,000. Yes. Yeah. We already yes. hit it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Shoot. That's news to me right there. <laughs> yes. I'm going to announce it tomorrow before we go on Christmas and holiday break. And okay, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it hush right now. Yes, I'll, I'll appreciate keep it. it. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, it's, it's amazing though, you know, like, and, and, and I, I think it has to be fun and creative. It, it can't just be like, okay, everybody, yes, we're going to raise $10,000. And if you don't make it, you're going to be fired. Like, no, like, <laughs> that's not how it's supposed to go. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, that's that's what it is. All right, awesome. Well, thank you for explaining, like, what the fundraising is and, like, even just, like, what our goal was for year-end fundraising. Uh, I did like have one more question about the year end, or I guess like a few more questions, but I guess like my next question for the year end fundraising is that, um, you know, it's just like with people donating into RBAC and, you know, with RBAC having so many different programs and projects, uh, all contributing to the neighborhood, uh, I, I wanted to ask, so, you know, people at home, uh, like know what donation money kind of goes into. Uh, I wanted to ask just like what kind of what kind of thing or just like where where do you imagine a lot of the raised donation money kind of goes towards or what kind of projects or programs we would be putting this into? Because we also get grants to help support us throughout the year. Uh, so I wanted to see just like where would the donation money be helping out a little bit? Yeah, <clears throat> that's a good question, Masaya. I think uh, this is where, um, this is good feedback for me because um, it's always good to be transparent or remind folks about why we're raising funds. And um, it is also a type of knowledge that not everybody has and not because they need to have it, but because it is, um, there's there's a disparity when it comes to the knowledge of fundraising and organizations. Um, and it took me actually some time to learn what um, the difference between grant funding and difference between uh, funds that comes from community or from, from fundraising. And um, it, it, it took me just, researching and so um, to answer your question but the grants are wonderful and, and and they are supporting most of our work at our back and they are uh, they are used to hire 
people directly from our community, from the Rainier Beach neighborhood to make that change happen in the neighborhood. And usually the the thing is with grants, it's restricted. So that means it can only go towards those specific work that when, when we write about that in the proposal or grant writing into the narrative before, as we're applying to the grant, it's uh, usually specific towards a project and there's like outcomes and objectives and goals that they might ask about from the, the grantor might ask about. Um, oftentimes it's the government grants that do that. And um, then with uh, adding fundraising, community funding, that helps. Uh, most of that is unrestricted grants for, so for the year in fundraising, that, that means that, all of the funding that comes from year-end fundraising will continue to go back to our back, but it will cover the, it will help support with the gaps that are showing up in our budget. Um, so it can go towards anything. And then there is, for example, our back to school bash um, and our funding uh, for those when we're making a specific ask for back to school bash, it most mostly will only go to back to school bash. Um, and this is where I'm still learning um, for what an appeal is and then um, what campaigns, like what do campaign campaigns look like? So, um, yeah, there's there's categories to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think. Um, I guess an example might be like. I need a specific example. So basically, for example, let's say, um, and I don't know if this is true or not. This is just a made-up scenario on, on while referring to uh, our backs work. Let's say, the food justice team they got a grant, and then they um, got a grant for hiring someone to help with the farm stand. However, the grant only covers for the employees' pay, but not the produce. So that's mm-hmm. where the funding that we get from year-end fundraising and other fundraising that's unrestricted will help cover for the produce. Okay, so essentially, because you know, RBAC does run uh, generally generally from grants. Uh, what's it? But grants can be very restrictive or just have specific purposes for that money. So you know, just like donation money, kind of helps fill in the gaps or, you know, when, when something more specific is needed or something is needed that doesn't quite fall under, you know, what that grant money was intended for, essentially. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Okay. And thank you for uh, going into detail about that. And, you know, like you said, being transparent about it, because, you know, it, at least like in my eyes, it's very important to kind of be transparent about where money goes, especially if you're asking for, if people are asking for donations or if, you know, just like an organization like RBAC is asking for donations because no one wants to uh, give to a cause and not know exactly what they do or where that money would be going essentially. So yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, I, I agree with you. And 
transparency with anything. And, and I think the biggest thing about development um, and a, a, a huge asset to our back has been Hallie, our communications person, because a lot of that needs to be communicated. And so something that we're also working on is the annual report that will also be sent in public to donors and everyone uh, to know where 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 our money is going and people should know it's it's going back into Rainier Beach uh, neighborhood um, and so purely everything uh, everything that's donated and Rainier Beach is is uh, any anything donated at our back is for Rainier Beach I kind of have one more question for you uh, and you know, this one is kind of like kind of going into the new year a little bit because we plan on doing our kind of year-end fundraising kind of stuff until about the end of this year. Uh, so I just wanted to ask, so everybody knows back at home, uh, are we going to continue accepting donations and is donating still going to be applicable going into going into the new year and uh, going further into the future. Yes. Thank you, Messiah. Yes. Um, we will always accept donations year round. Um, campaigns, um, just like the year end fundraising campaign, it will happen every year. So people can look forward to that and consider our back as their favorite nonprofit to give to. Um, from what I've learned, um, people usually give to six to seven different nonprofits, and we really hope that our back can be one of them. And we we will be we are planning to do hopefully a fundraising event eventually next year as well, and as well um, as um, per. Providing moments um, to not just ask for funding, but also moments to just experience and join the Arbeck family in the Rainier Beach neighborhood uh, to just have fun and, and be with each other. Um, I think maybe the best way to put this is whatever our funding goes to is also for whatever funding goes towards our back is also for the funder. Um, so it's not just exclusive to Rainier beach neighborhood or specific demographic. It's, it's, we invite everyone to be a part of this family and to be a part of this uh, mission and to help steward the neighborhood plan. Um, and the biggest thing that I, uh, that we just implemented is the Rainier Beach Sustainers Program. Um, and what that is, is a monthly donation program um, that if somebody gave $25 or more, they, they're considered a Rainier Beach Sustainer. And that actually goes a long ways, um, additional to a one-time gift. Um, but if someone can't give a big one-time gift, that $25 per month really makes a difference as a collective. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what we have going on and we have more to come in the next year um, with fundraising development. Awesome. Thank you so much, Conwell. And again, thank you for being here. I, I definitely, like, I didn't know, like, 
this much in-depthly about what kind of went into our fundraising and money development. But it's just like, yeah, thank you for enlightening me and for just like being here to talk to everyone listening on the podcast. Thank you, Messiah. And um, it's it's definitely, it's something that I intend for is for everybody to learn this because it's not taught at school. It's not taught definitely. when starting an organization. Yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those things that's hidden that not is, is not taught. So um, I, you've actually inspired me to do a little bit of teaching if I can. And I still have a lot to learn. I have so much to learn. Um, and I really appreciate you, Messiah, for inviting me to um, really share my thoughts and reflections and what I've learned. So thank you so much, Messiah. For sure. And uh, before we end things off, I just wanted to let everyone listening that uh yeah thank you for being here and listen to us kind of you know just kind of talk about how we're fundraising money right now so if anyone wants to donate a little bit of money to our back even just like a small amount i'm going to throw the link to the our back website down below in the description so yeah that should lead you right over to our donation page uh so yeah any final thoughts before we end things off on wall? Um, just that please uh, become a Rainier Bridge sustainer and mm -hmm. join us in our events. And we're looking forward to seeing you in person. All right. Thank you all for listening so much. We'll catch you in the next episode. Uh, depending on when this episode releases, uh, Happy New Year or, you know, <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs>